We're doing it live. Yes, we are starting now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the premier podcast that is live for the first Tuesday of the month. Joining me right now, live on Twitch, twitch.com slash H101. For those that are missing this right now and listen to the audio, we have L. Hello. Corey. Hello. And Nate. This is actually kind of salutations. <laughs> It's kind of difficult, like, pointing everyone. I was hoping I was getting that right. All right. Yes, we are live. Do a couple subscribe of... Subscribe below. Like and subscribe. We're going to do a couple of live drawings later on. My dog is calling at the door, trying to get in. Live record. That's cool. Um, yes. How, what's up, everybody? How's it going? What's up for us? Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah. That was for you. <laughs> it's going oh, Corey good. just had, like, a confused face. <laughs> I, well, I was going about well. to respond to somebody, and it's like you, uh, you, you surprised me there with a question to me. <laughs> yeah, to hey, us. That was just a question for everybody. Come on, you gotta be multitasking. We're live. You gotta keep up with chat. You gotta keep up with me. So that's what the other two are here for. All right. So none of you have any feelings on how you're doing. That's great. All right. <laughs> I had a very busy day. Yeah. Like half was work and half was Discord, but it was still very busy. <laughs> yeah, like we talked about on the pre-show, work was quite busy, and well, I'm sorry, not work was quite busy. The Discord was quite busy today. I didn't get to keep up with hardly any of it because I was busy at work, and we lost. Now we see a moose. But oh. all right. Oh, my camera! It's the worst. <laughs> You want to just start talking about that now? My camera? I, I mean... I mean, we don't really need to talk about his camera. That seems no, kind of silly. That's rude. Let's talk about his camera. No, no, no. It's let's cold talk- and it's silent. <laughs> uh, let's just get on with the show game showcase. El, what have you been playing? You've been doing anything good? What's in your box? Do you guys know what the definition of insanity is? Um, something to maybe. give you a rise, the, a rise in emotion. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, mm, well, doing the, the same uh, thing over and over, expecting different results. Okay, very mm-hmm. good, very good. Thank Lord. you. Didn't expect you to get that. Well, you were on the right track. Yes, I, for some reason, <laughs> uh, decided to play Rise of Insanity. And Why? I played this you are game insane? two years ago. And like a lot of other people, I popped all of the achievements except for two. Uh, Sir Theodore Devil to unlock all the armor pieces and Nosy to find every note and letter. So it that has been two crazy. years. Um, it's actually not a bad game. Translation's a little uh, not great, but it has some jump scares here and there. What do you mean translation? What did I say? You said the translation is okay. (laughs) The what? 
the, the, the translation. translation. I like. I don't know what you mean. Like, is it the English <laughs> is isn't it, great? Okay, so it's not a native. It's not in your native tongue. Yeah, since yeah, and you're finding a lot of notes and stuff, and occasional stuff that's not right. So, went through this two years ago. And I used the walkthrough because there's 45 notes to find. And when I finished the game, I wound up with 95% of them, according to the tracker. Why so little? So it, I've been waiting for it to show up on RTDL for the last two years, and it finally did. So I said, what the hell, let me go through this again. And I went through the whole game again, and... I did not get the armor achievement, and I did not get any progress in the note achievement. So this, so then I deleted the save from the cloud and from everywhere, and tried one more time using a different Xbox. And this time, the armor achievement popped, but uh, the note achievement went from ninety-five percent to ninety-seven percent. Rip. And of course, the note one is the one on my RTDL. Ah, oh, that's why he's playing it for the RTDO. I Duh. said that, Kenny. It gives him a rise. <laughs> oh, my bad. I missed the <laughs> RTDO part. Yeah, so if I, I would have to try a third time if I wanted to try for it again. I guess I could skip everything else except the notes. I mean, I'd call you insane if you did it, but I think mm. well, that's going the whole is, idea. That's you're going idea. To you're just it. trying to get a rise out of him for saying that. So, oh my God, Kenny. Wait, was this for RTDL? <laughs> Go on. It's insane. <laughs> uh, I can't so say that. that would be dumb. So about 2,200 people have this game. And for an easy one to two hour completion, uh, only 1,100 have it completed. So it's definitely, I'm not the only one this happened to. It happened to a lot of people. I've seen some people in the forum say, I've played this game a dozen times and it hasn't worked yet. Yeah, the things we do for achievements are insane. And I think we're going to get into that later, but uh, this... this Is this a scary game? Does it have jump scares? Um, well, the walkthrough actually has... Uh, it'll say JS for jump oh, scare. Perfect. It'll tell you when a jump scare is coming. It's and, like layers of fear. Oh, and if I you, thought you were saying just saying. If you, if you look at Mecca's guide, uh, he says... Now you're going to encounter a spooky. He's very funny. <laughs> a spooky? Yeah, he calls. It, he, calls it, he says a spooky. Yeah, I love that. I like <laughs> a spooky more. So I've gone through with Maka. I've gone through with the written walkthrough. I've gone through. Uh, still nothing. I didn't miss anything. It's just glitchy. <sighs> Did anyone in the chat say anything about this happened to them? Well, Mike Pitt just mm. bought it because so he's clinically insane for buying it. Well, because I was going to mention <laughs> it is three dollars instead of ten. Um, it, I mean, I have a well, lot of friends helps. with completion, so it definitely works for some people. Probably most people. Most people well, on my friends list have have the completion fifteen out of twenty five. So there's that, but I have no idea how long they, how many times they went through the game. This is, is not true. a game I would want to do more than once, let alone once. So. It's no more than an hour, hour and a half. It's really not that long. And I banged it out while I was watching some football on Sunday. And then I tried Isn't to get this... on Monday during Raw. 
isn't this like a narrative driven game? Yeah, walking sim. Why would you play this while watching football? Like this is the kind of game that you kind of when you're playing you want to focus on. Well, this this wasn't my first time playing. Yeah, um, I, I focused the first time a couple years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> this time it came up on RTDL, and um, I got that part. I was just is, I was going for the notes achievement. Will <laughs> collect all the notes. And uh, yeah, the track is at ninety seven percent now. So we'll see if I try it again. Maybe on the Series X, that'll be the first game I play. What do you think? <laughs> that <laughs> seems insane. I bet you it would work. Well, for some reason, TA says it, the platform is Xbox One or Xbox Series XS. Hmm. Hell so, yeah, doing it. Didn't they just come out and say basically like every Xbox One game that's not Connect is going to be on Series SX? Well, yes, mm. but like there's a list on TA that are confirmed to be in development for Xbox Series X, and this has that tech. But so does yeah. hashtag War Games, which I'm pretty sure is dead, doesn't work. So I don't know if I can trust that tag. That game does not work anymore. Yeah, so Mike Pitch, when you play this game, uh, definitely pay attention to the guide. There are these parts where you fly, like little flying parts. Or you try not to get hit. Do that first before you do the dying five times achievement, if you can. I've seen that one also glitch for people where if you die first, you don't get the other ones. <sighs> Cardinal sin. When achievements don't pop. Yeah. Nate, tell way. us some good news about something you played. Oh my goodness! Let me tell you, I played a game called Toyota Superland. And Yay! It- Good it's joke. a brand brand new game uh, to Game Pass as of I guess last week or so, October twenty second, if my memory is correct. And um, yeah, someone check it's, it's old. It's it likes to say that it's a Metroidvania. Uh, if you go to its Steam page and all that fun stuff, it likes to say, yeah, yeah, it does. It self identifies as a Metroidvania, um, and the game yes. plays. It plays like a first-person kind of RPG um, hybrid. Maybe there's a Metroidvania in there somewhere. I played for about, um, I don't know, four hours, something like that. Um, completed a bunch of uh, kind of quests, and I've got hmm. let's see, 12 achievements so far out of 59. Uh, and I thought maybe Ooh, the game cool was really limited. Uh, I, I thought I was nearing the end of the game. And then I went to go look at the achievement list and I was kind of blown away <laughs> that, uh, no, there's a whole lot more game left, uh, apparently. Um, so is that, that his sword? That is his sword. He starts out with a, he starts out with a wooden sword. I know it's questionable. Okay. Um, and he has the ability to uh, poop out these purple blocks at some point. You earn that ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so there's a lot of puzzles to it that you have to solve very early on. So it's a little bit like a Zelda-like. Um, I'm not really getting the Vayner uh, feeling for this one. You I'd say this doesn't look like it would be one. Oh, I, double jump. I, I've been loosely <laughs> following it for a while because of the Vayner-ness. Um, I think mm-hmm. I even found it on the Vayner, Vayner Reddit. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like a fun and silly game. I've only dived it because... I, I think I'm going to do a Vayner thing next year again, and I really want to just focus on it when I do it. But uh, I just noticed they on the day before Halloween, so recently they talked about DLC 2 
for uh, the the PC version, and it's mm, called okay. Supraland Six Inches Under. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a definitely a game that is silly. Um, oh, I it's see, silly. Yeah. I see Legos in here uh, in these screenshots, and I don't know. It's just a game that I want to uh, sit down and and focus on. There's a lot of inside jokes fun. or a lot of gamer jokes. Um, like there was one area that I, I found. I kind of dropped down into this little like lava area and you have to do like a little trick to get over uh, into this really dark cave area. And inside of it, you basically find Link's corpse. And um, well. yeah, I've also found other characters uh, from video games and just kind of, you know, pop culture um, just kind of strewn around. Um, so you know, there's there's a lot of jokiness to it, and it, it is fun. I was kind of blown away by how much game there was. I, I didn't think there was going to be that much. Um, so it really seems like this game is going on and on. Like, uh, I have the ability to shoot now, and I was not expecting that. Um, and then I can see from the achievements that there's going to be upgrades to my sword and a whole bunch more uh, movesets that I, that I haven't seen yet. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to put some more time into this one. But... It is fun, and the fact that it's in Game Pass is uh, fantastic. But a Vayner, I don't know. Well, you know, I'll wait till the very end. But uh, I'm, well, I'm thinking no at this point. Is there a map? <sighs> is there a map? Yes, I think there is a map. Well, voting closes in two days, so if yeah. you if you figure it out, make sure to vote. It is not a Vayner esque map, though. TA just has it listed as a puzzle puzzle platformer. It's it, for for 3D. For 3D platforming games, it's hard to get a Vayner map. I mean, Record didn't have one, but it's labeled as that, right? Batman, that's I was just about to say Batman did it. Doesn't have yeah. it. So I, I you, wouldn't you say puzzle really platformer. platformer. I'd say action platformer or adventure. Action adventure. I was kind of surprised there's not the an adventure or action tag on that. Right. Well, it's like I said, it's still in the, the two week period. Um so it the the genres aren't defined hundred percent on TA yet. Metroid Prime had a map, but it's one of the most confusing maps ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Especially for me. <laughs> you you a... got lost? No. No, it's shocking. I don't believe you. Corey, right, you have any stories about games you've played? <laughs> oh, I could <laughs> tell you the stories, but then they would not be untold. But the oh, so I've been terrible. playing stories untold. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm not. I've not been playing it. I played it uh, to completion. Um, only I did it in. I mean, I did it in two days, but I think it was like three sittings overall. And so, what stories untold is? It's classified as an adventure game. Um, it it just came out the 27th of October, and it's kind of unfortunate because I wish I had played it a little sooner. I wish I could have talked about it last week because I think a lot of people would have liked to play it uh, because it has a really spooky vibe and it's currently on sale for eight bucks, normally 10 bucks. So it's been super cheap anyways, Uh, but it's a game published by Devolver Digital. So there is a better than 0% chance that it will come to Game Pass at some point, but it is cheap enough. Uh, But it's actually priced really well, in my opinion, if you want it to experience this type of game. And I say the word game very loosely. It is definitely more of an experience uh, in my mind. But you you play through four chapters. That's all the game has. And I played it mostly guide-free. I 
I referenced a Most guide. I referenced a guide at two points uh, just to because I didn't I didn't have time to try to figure it out. But everything else is is right there for you to figure out. Uh, and something one thing I just got confused on. But uh, you played through these four separate episodes, and by the fourth one, they've all come together, and there's one cohesive story. Uh, but it's a very spooky vibe. I started it on Halloween. Um, I wish I would could have recommended it before then, but they didn't really have a lot of time to do that. But the the gameplay is very minimal. So if I if I want to set it up, it is very text based adventure game. So Kush is probably going to love it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I've been looking uh, at it. Yeah. So so that's 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 one whole episode is. 100% text-based adventure game. So it's definitely not my, you know, you're not moving around or doing anything. You are typing in uh, a terminal for better or worse uh, words and playing through this little piece of the story. Uh, the next one sort of builds on that where you just pick different things, but you have to reference a manual. And then the third episode kind of does the same thing in a different fashion. And the fourth one kind of takes pieces from all of it and adds in a first person element where you can get a little bit more story um, as you walk around a particular place before it's all tidied up together for you. But not many games that contain gameplay like this would grab me. And and this one did. Um, And it's a very short experience. I think that you could get through it uh, with, with the guide, you can definitely get it in under two hours, um, guide free. I think that you're not looking any more than four, maybe five hours, depending on where you get stuck. And like I said, with the second and third episode, there's like a manual to reference back. Um, there was one spot where I could not for the life of me figure it out even with the manual. So I just kind of cheated a little bit, uh, looked at the, that line of a guide, and uh, and that was because it was doing Morse code, and I don't know Morse code. Oh, and I, well, that's I could okay not, then. I could not figure out where in the manual, like I was on the Morse code page, and I could not figure out for the life of me what it wanted me to put in there. So it was just numbers, but I, I could not figure it out. Probably would have been cool to learn, you know, zero through nine in Morse code. But uh, there's a Morse code puzzle in a Rise of Insanity. Also, you should play. Oh, now I'll pass. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I probably just wanted to tell you to drink your Ovaltine. But yeah, if you're looking for uh, like a spooky vibe, and there's like there's no jump scares either, so that's even better for somebody like me. Um, and, so, and you just want to like throw on some headphones and get lost into a short and interesting story. Stories Untold would be perfect for that. It's kind of have that <coughs> Stranger Things ish uh, music to it, and Ooh. the voice acting is like British, so it's, it's obviously set in Europe somewhere. Um, probably yeah. Britain. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. The cover art is very much um, uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, the yeah. font. It, it, yeah, it looks like a uh, like a movie poster for Stranger Things. So Alex is, says maybe Britain. I, I I can't tell you where they were. Um, just part of the story you figure out is uh, just based off their their accent. Obviously, they're somewhere over there, but. Uh, <laughs> It, it doesn't say where. Um, is this kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's? And the only reason why I say it is because of when we were watching a trailer, it was like sitting at that desk for a while with the computer. 
so you have to remind me five nights at Freddy, um, that I remember playing, <laughs> you, you kind of stay in one room and you have to look at monitors, right? Yeah. But you also have to like manage the doorways. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not really like that. Um, okay. It, it, it just it reminded me of that. And also because of the spooky aesthetics to it. Like, well, it's only spooky because, uh, you, you, you might have to say, flick the light switch and then the light switch will come on and it'll also come on right in front of you. So like you're in the house that you're kind of, uh, looking at, uh, I don't want to give away really anything ab- about it. It's just, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's the experience, the, the different little mini games are short enough and they are not complex enough to make you want to pull your hair out that I think that it's an awesome game. And if it was priced anymore, I might be a little hesitant, but 10 bucks, uh, and like right now it's currently eight bucks. You, I don't think you can you can do much better. And being a devolver digital title, you know that kind of makes it towards you know it's not your uh, I'm trying to say, like your bare minimum bottom tier indie game. At least I would assume not. No, and, and I and I actually I like pretty much every uh, devolver digital title I play, uh, and so it's it's another one I was kind of happy to uh, support, even though I got it for free to review. Um, but I, I, I would have bought it anyways. It's, it's just that good. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to go next on the game showcase. And I played... Now, I haven't played it a, lot, a, a long time. I only got a couple hours into it. But I played a game that, Nate, you brought up the other week, Door Kickers. Yes. I got, so, well, let me actually bring the trailer up real quick. So, I noticed last night that this went on sale. I got a notification from TA that it's on sale. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let me check it out. Let me get it. And it's $5 right now. So, I'm like, okay, let me buy this. The game is like, you're basically just a SWAT your SWAT guys, your SWAT team, trying to save the hostages in buildings, hotel, whatever this like area is, and it's kind of it's not a puzzle, but it's kind of puzzly because you got to sit there and try to think of okay, well, do I want to go in through this door and try to and try to take out these bad guys first, or do I you know climb up the side of the building and then come in through the roof? So it's you every single time you play, it's like, all right, let me try to figure out how to get through this. Uh, try to get through it this way without dying or whatever. And it's, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say like rogue. No, it's not like I don't know. You you have like the upgrade system, so even though you die, you still you know get XP every time you kill someone or save hostages. So the game does get progressively easier essentially. But like when you first start off. It is really hard. One, just because you're trying to figure out how to actually, you know, go about the game and beat the level without dying. But then also, you know, you're just really weak and a lot of the guys are really tough right off the bat. Uh, so th- did this come off the recommendation of Kush from, I believe it was last week? What's the last week? I was thinking it was like two weeks ago. It, it may have been that. Uh, he was talking about Katana Zero. And how it was, it was kind of related. Yeah, so they were kind of similar. 
Uh, okay, mm. well, whatever. But yes, this definitely did come off the recommendation. Um, while he was talking about, or after he mentioned it, I actually wound up looking it up. I'm like, this just looks like fun. And as soon as I was looking at it, I'm like, you know, let me add it to my price checker. Price checker. Tracker. That's it. Price tra- tracker on TA. And then, like I said, I got the email last night that went on sale. I'm like, gimme. If you so do, you said it was pretty hard to start off. Is there a tutorial, or is it just not a great tutorial? Or there's is it no just, tutorial. It's just throw. It's just challenging. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's all doable. Like, and no, I don't feel like oh, I'll never be able to do this. Like it's definitely challenging. I feel like you know you just gotta play through the game a little bit, level your guys up, unlock some new weapon and gear, and then when you go back and through the levels, it's a little bit easier. So, like, you have multiple levels, and you get stars based on um, based on how well you did. So, you get, like, one, two, or three stars. And as you collect stars, you can actually spend them to get gear. So, um, so like, right now, I've spent a couple of my stars. I have body armor, which obviously, you know, increases my health. And then I also have breaching charges. So... Summon a doors as soon as you because like you have to kick them, uh, kick the door in, and then you go in guns blazing. Um, some doors you just kick them once and they just fly open. Others are like armored and you have to kick them three times, and that's where like the breaching charges come in handy because as the enemies hear like you knocking at the door, they come closer, so you can like throw the charge at the door, kick it, let them get close, and then detonate the charge and kill them all real easy. Um. And then also, as you like kill guys and rescue hostages, you get experience, in which case you can then use to level up uh, the different classes. And uh, there's like the different classes, you know, there's like the breacher who is just like a shotgun. You have the, uh, I, I can't remember them all at this point. Like you, there's just different weapons that you can use to go through the building and clear them out. Yeah, there's actually two different types of um, upgrades you can do as well. It's like the top the top two upgrade uh, paths that you can take are for everybody. So if you yes. put your XP into those, they make everybody better. Increases their health, increases their uh, XP gain, I think, as well. And then you can level yes. up each individual uh, breacher that you want uh, or action squad person. Um, and you can make them better in at shooting or, uh, you know, they can have more, uh, breaching charges or, or whatever. And like Kenny was saying, you can also, uh, then use your stars even on the levels to upgrade their specific weapons, like their main weapon, their super attack, um, stuff like that. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's more than a phone game. I mean, it kind of resembles a phone game yeah. a little bit, but it's much deeper than that. Yeah, TA just lists it, lists it as a strategy game, which it definitely is a strategy. Usually $15, and I was wrong, it's actually not $5, it's 6 bucks. it's five ninety nine. So it's a decent now, enough sale. I remember a game on Steam that predates this by a lot, um, and it was kind of the same sort of thing. You're kind of running through a building, you're kicking open doors, you're kind of like a stealthy agent guy, um, and you're jumping through windows, Cannot for the life of me remember I, it right now. I know the game you're talking about because it was on the PSP. Yeah, I want to say like Dark or Shadow or something like that. But um, 
I'll try to I'll try to find that this week, but there's no chance that, I'll find it today. <laughs> that's funny because I want to know what that game is because it's not I want to play it again. High Hell, is it? I don't think so. No. no. All right, because this this article says High Hell is a game about kicking indoors and burning down drug labs, and one of the screenshots is somebody busting into a lab and there's a monkey with like a mind control helmet, and it looks awesome. And you have that to rescue virgin it, goats as a side side objective. Uh, you I'm sorry, you have to rescue mind what? Control. Virgin goats. I'll just link okay, this to you. Guys. Not after they meet me. I, yeah, I was gonna say. Whoa. Because <laughs> uh, I'll kill them. Um. Uh, and yeah, that's killed the, thing. the whole. Stream. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just all right. Oof, no, okay, but I know what there? game you're talking about, Nate. I I played that a ton on the PSP. It came in like a collection with I think Galaga and something else. Ah, I can't remember at this point. It's been too long. I just don't remember. But yes, it is very similar to that. Great game. Um, well, Nate, why don't you go ahead and talk about your other game that you've been playing? Sure. The other game I've been playing, surprise, surprise, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mortar, Game of the Year Edition. Um, you may ask yourself, why Why would you choose to play that? You don't do RD, RTDL too much. And uh, I would be doing the other type of chasing, and that is the uh, server closure chasing. And this game, uh, the online services portion of the game, there's a, there's a whole ton of it that's you know, single player and you know fun. Uh, but the online portion is shutting down December 31st of this year, and that will affect one achievement, uh, and it affects it in the Game of the Year edition for the X1 and the standard vanilla edition for X1. And the achievement is basically to, uh, I think it's called Vendetta. You're going in and you're trying to uh, take revengeance uh, for someone else that you knew uh, that was killed. And it's actually called, no, it's not. (laughs) It's called called Legend of Vengeance, but that's not it. It's uh, Repaid in Blood which is for completing a vendetta mission. Uh, and if you know people and you have friends and those friends are your friends on Xbox, it'll pull from that list of people that have played the game and, and died. And they'll basically say this special um, orc or, or Uruk went ahead and killed your friend. And now you can take revenge upon him. If you successfully kill that uh, Uruk, you, um, you get this achievement and it'll do that in both the, uh, like I said, the vanilla and this game of the year edition, if you don't have friends or you don't have friends that play this game, uh, it will pull from random people. Apparently uh, the 360 version doesn't have this online feature. So you don't have to worry about it for that. And I think shadow of war, which is the, the follow-up sequel. It does have a similar achievement and it also has a couple, let's say one or two other online achievements um, that may eventually not in December 31st, but may eventually also go the same way. So if you have those games, you might want to consider bumping up the priority a little bit, but it is a fun game. Um, it's a lot like Assassin's Creed. Uh, it's got that great open world uh, combat. Uh, you have your parry system and you can actually take over orcs. Uh, you can do a mind control. Speaking of monkeys, mind control, um, you can, you can enslave them or you can drain them for, uh, to shoot magic arrows by taking their life essence and fun stuff like that. Uh, it's a great game. Uh, I, I beat the base game of the vanilla version and I didn't finish the DLC. 
Uh, but going back for this, it took me, I don't know, I think, the, I think the game told me it took me like eight hours of play to get back to that point uh, for that online achievement. It didn't feel like eight hours at all. Um, and I actually think I got the achievement later than I could have because I was just having too much fun. I, I just really enjoyed this game running around, killing orcs, running super fast, and it's a lot of fun. I hear nothing but good things about both of these games. Yeah. As it turns out, Lord of the Rings actually has some really good source material. <laughs> I know. I was looking at the um, estimated time, 40 to 50 hours. That's about the same as the Lord of the Rings trilogy, isn't it? <laughs> the first movie? Yeah. Yeah. The only one I've seen because it was so long and boring. Yeah. yeah. The one I can't get through. Apparently, I've started yeah, it's, the, it's the non-game good. of the year version, so maybe I should do this achievement. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I've played almost 10 hours worth. It's a good um, game. So, so you said both versions and on Xbox One have this achievement, right? Yes, they both have the achievement, and you will need to do it twice. There's no like, there's no progress carryover or any of that. You're, oh, you're I don't have to do it twice, twice if I don't want to play the other game. Well, that but. is true. <laughs> so it paid him. Is it called? It's called repaid in blood, right? It's called a repaid in blood. Yep. Okay. Uh, apparently, that's the third next achievement in the in line for me. Maybe I should. Uh, look this back up and actually do something in it. It's the sort of thing where you, um, if you're near where it happens on the map, you'll kind of like be drawn into it. Um, but you can also just look on your map and see where there's a vendetta mission and then run towards it. So you may be able to log in and there's already one there because I, you know, because I'm such a nice guy, I died once or twice for you so that you would have the option. To I this thank vendetta you. Mission. You're welcome. You're so sir. sweet. You're so welcome. So yeah, so how long do we have? Uh, do people have to do that? December thirty first. So that's like a month. Ooh, that sounds like a placeholder date. <laughs> it does. It does sound a little suspicious. Get it done sooner rather than later. I say I have a little bit more time than uh, Mad Max. Oh, Mad Max is done. It's over. Well, I realize that, but you, well. I think didn't you only have like three or four weeks to uh, finish that out? I feel like year, like two ish months. I feel like we had a, a month and change um, okay. to, to get that done. But I mean, like December thirty first, like who's really going to be in the office on that day <laughs> to turn that server off? Yeah, it's going to go down like when Christmas Eve is on a Thursday this year. It's going to go down on Wednesday before Christmas. True. Well. Speaking of servers going down, we had a big one that we got announced that's going down, and we got podcasted last week. Gears Pop. The Say servers for those so. are going down, which is really upsetting. Like, I'll be honest, like, I had, I definitely fell out of the Gears Pop craze that we had. When did it start? Like a little over a year, year and a half ago, something like that? Gears two Pop. Years now? Gears Pop came out in August, late August of 2019. Okay, yeah, so a little over a year ago. Like we were all about that. Like <laughs> probably the first three weeks that that came out, the podcast was nothing but Gears Pop. And now, yeah, uh, servers are shutting down April 26th of 2021. And because of this, all the achievements are going to be discontinued. Now, unless you have been 
act- actively playing, more likely than not, you're not going to complete this game at this point. Uh, I don't think it's possible, even if you've put in 50 hours. Oh no! When I say I when I say actively play this, I mean like actively play this game because all of like those, while on the treadmill or something. All of the <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Could have said something like, worse. All of the super grindy achievements are like st- stupid grindy. Like you really had to put a lot of time and or money into the game in order to get them. And now you can't even do either. <laughs> because yeah, you are you limited can't. on your time and you can't put in money anymore. So yeah. at, when when they announced this, which was last week, uh, it, the servers are going down April 26th, uh, 2021. Uh, they immediately, I guess, cut off uh, all in-game transactions. And I think they're actually refunding any purchases. Yes. But I don't know how, how far back that goes. Is it six weeks? Is it... Oh, I, I can't remember what they said. I just had. I think it was maybe it might have been two months, somewhere between six and eight weeks. Going back, if you put any money in the game, you will be refunded. Uh, refunds will be issued for purchase transactions which occurred between July thirtieth, twenty twenty, and October twenty eighth of. Okay, so that's actually not too bad. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's a fair amount. Nice. Ninety days is what J Black said in chat. So yeah, yeah I mean. That that's actually pretty good, um, but it, it kind of stinks to to have that happen. I know that ha- it happened in Marvel Heroes Omega for me. I actually put money into that game, and it only lasted like six months, and we I got all that money back. Um, not to say that I would have put money into Gears Pop prior to that, but I'm sure there are some people who would have used that as like you know a, a temporary bank, if you will. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, like, I put money into Gears Pop. I've put probably ten ish dollars of my actual money into Gears Pop, but then I probably put like wow. twenty, thirty bucks of like Google Rewards into it. Yeah, about that. And that's actually one of the things that I'm wondering is, will I get my Google Rewards back? Because I just stuck like five dollars or so in like a month or two ago definitely after uh july so i'm wondering if i actually get them or are they lost uh i think that you would you would put back you would get back what you put in uh if it if it landed in the time frame in in some capacity uh probably original form of payment is, is my guess but um i know l's off this train I know Kush left server closures. Kush, are you going to try and <laughs> scrape what you can? Or are you kind of done with it? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm looking at my bank account and I'm thinking, can I pull this off? I don't know. Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty much done. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get to gold, but I just don't see it happening. Like I haven't been playing actively. I can't do it. Yeah, on the I'm, treadmill, uh, I'm looking so, at your achievements. Yeah. You have a little bit more than me, but there are really only two achievements that you can feasibly get. There's only two more I could get. Yeah, it's it's getting to gold and then getting uh, the seriously. And I think I've done everything I need to do for seriously except for get to gold uh and my my pins are so underpowered right now because i haven't been playing actively in the past six to eight months um that uh i just don't know if i can compete yeah i have a i have just a few achievements that you don't have clearing 250 
chord waves and spending a lot of points um and actually just playing i I don't i don't know what happened with that um i I can't check it either um but i I could just grind that out and get 250 and 500 but um so i have a couple left to get but man it it is kind of depressing just to to know that even with that much time you can't even you want uh, you have to put in a lot of effort to get those last two and then the completion is not possible so yeah Wasco was breaking it down and i forget all the numbers that he pulled but it's basically impossible to get this completion now yeah you'd have to buy it so and you literally can't buy it now unless they make a change and and let you buy stuff more on that crystal or whatever yeah Yeah, that just that just occurred to me l um (laughs) i'm not saying that Okay, we, I don't know. I can't. Oh, now I'm having stuff going on in my head. I can't, I can't talk about that right now. Well, I did want to say something else. Apparently, Chip uh, was in charge of the H101 clan, and he booted me. Uh, no, the clan. That, I can't. Actually, blame no, him. no, he did. I went to boot you, and uh, he he beat oh, me. Oh, you went that. to boot him. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I went to boot him. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> It was just I, went to boot I, first. I gave Chips the keys to the castle pretty early on. Um, I, I didn't seem like I was going to be That's, sticking that with it as much as these cool. other guys. So, but I jumped back in the day the server closure was announced. You, you better believe it. Oh man, that that channel went bonkers that day. There were so many people <laughs> jumping back in. Yeah, I've got yeah. six achievements left, and the only one that I may go for is spend a hundred thousand power in any multiplayer mode. And it's, I think I need to spend like another 40,000 power or something like that. All of that stuff is tracked in game. Correct. Yeah. It's tracked in game. TA's way off. I think the other day I looked at, I think it was off. I can't remember now. Well, well, TA doesn't update unless you unlock an achievement. So, Okay. Uh, that that won't help the situation. Look at this crap. Join today. Join a crew for a thousand coins. What? Or create a crew? Can a you uh, join, leave, join, leave? <laughs> Unre- no, you Unreal. gotta spend a thousand. Unreal chip. To create one. I'm pretty sure. I am uh, yeah. I am pretty proud of the, the clan or whatever you call it in here. The crew. Or the ho- What do you call it? The crew? The crew. The crew. Uh, I think that they do pretty well um, like in the rankings. And, uh, we have a pretty, I mean, it, it's been a full, it's been a full, uh, crew is until just hey. recently when we could kick people, uh, <laughs> what's the not point when of kicking could, people, not when we could kick people, but as soon as like an event ended and it allowed us to, uh, again, but, uh, let me back of, in the point. Of, well, right now there's spots. We just kicked a few random it's 42 of 50, man. Yeah. So join. Well, there you go. What are you complaining? Do it says join. I can't join cause it's closed. We're not uh, able to get back in. Well, we can open that. We have that power. <laughs> but if we open it, power. crazy people might come in. And I think that's what's happening. Yeah, right now it's closed. Um, and so if if you happen to want to try to squeeze as much as you can out of it, we have a very active crew. There are thousands of hordes available that people throw up as soon as they can or whenever they can. Uh, just join Discord, and uh, we have a Gears Pop channel. That will soon be tying, I guess, uh, and uh, we'll help you out as much as we can. Yeah. Unless you're so, from Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what sure. happened with this game anyway? You think it was too much too soon or everyone 
it, it was. Uh, I think that a f- they have done a very. Th- this is coming from somebody who has not played it nearly as much as a lot of people in our mm. community. Uh, so I'm guessing that it's just been very mismanaged as far as balancing and the microtransactions are pretty egregious. Um, uh, I mean, only at the time of the ser- server closure, there was like 19 completions. And I can't imagine that those people didn't put money into the game. Um, and, and those that did could be in the hundreds of dollars. Well, and the game's be been out for, you know, a year. Let's be honest. They're not thinking about Achievement Hunters. And it's like, oh, what can we do good for Achievement Hunters with this? It's a Gears it's a Gears game, so they have to have stupid, grindy achievements in it. Well, I do know for a fact their their matchmaking was terrible. Yes. Um, <laughs> you would be matched with people four to five levels higher than you, where you have to basically go to the last second just to lose. And like, you'd get rematched like all the time. Like if I remember that someone, back when yeah. the game was new. There yeah. was rematch going on. Like so, so you play a guy and you get stomped and then you play him again and then you get stomped and then you do it a third time and then you throw your phone and you, you know it doesn't work <laughs> for the next match. Um I, I think part of the problem was the balancing. I think they just got tired of balancing. If you if you look at the past couple months, there's been pretty much no change. Uh, I think they just got tired of it and they got tired of the complaints. I think the pro- the other problem and this is also once again coming from someone that's been an outsider looking in for the past five-ish, five, six months. It For the longest time, and what, what made me want to quit is they would introduce a new pin and it would just be uber overpowered and you would just mm. do everything you can to level it up, level it up, level it up. And then a month later, it got nerfed and it was no good. So it's like all that time you spent leveling this thing up and building the deck around it and you know, wasting all your resource on it now got nerfed and it was gone. And then they have this new pin that comes out and that's super overpowered. And that's the go-to thing. You got to get that. And then it's just like, Oh, a month later, it's, it's no good. And then obviously all the new pins, you could just straight buy. So like the microtransactions got egregious when it came to that. They literally added a pin that when you drop it, it would kill every other pin on the board and then yeah, it would ram. march down and just take a ton of damage. They literally gave that away just randomly to people, and those people got gold. They just they just walked into gold. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that's the other problem. With, and God, I wish I would have went for Gold League at that point because the pin you're talking about is General Ram, mm-hmm. and he was beyond broken. And I was fortunate enough to be able to get them kind of early before at least the first initial wave, uh, nerf waves started coming. And yeah, it was just broken. I should have pressed for gold then so I could have got that achievement. And that was a wasted opportunity yeah, now. <laughs> should have, could have, would have. Um, I mean, they missed I, I, out on... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, they missed out on a whole bunch of other opportunities. If you look at... Um, uh, what is it? It's, uh, bah, 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 bah. What is the King version of this? Clash, uh, Clash Royale. Royale. Yeah, Clash Royale. So if you look at what Clash Royale has done, although my, my buddy is really into it, he just said that like they've been they added clan wars. Uh-huh. So that's kind of goofy, but other games of this type allow you to trade with people in your clan. So 
you have a whole bunch yep. of this one pin that you don't like, but this other person wants it. You could trade it to them. You'd get XP. They'd get the pins. And you do that daily. There were all sorts of things that they could have taken from all these other games that, you know, have survived for a long time. And they just didn't add them. And I, I'm not really sure why. Um, I there's said a whole that bunch of stuff then. they could have done. Yeah. Like, they could have done that. And they didn't. And I don't know. It was fun while it was there. But, yeah, those achievements were just always so bad. So you want to hear some fun facts? Mm-hmm. Go for it. So this game was developed by Mediatonic. And okay. if you've if that sounds familiar, well that is because they are also the developers and creators of Fall Guys. So they have their hands kind of full, right? Oh, uh, God, what I wow. what else I just noticed because if you click on developer Mediatonic on achieve your achievements, you will not see this. Um, I, I'm browsing their website, looking at their other games. Apparently, they also made, and it says published on TA, so that's the only game that they've published. I don't know how much they had a hand in it, but on their website, they still have it on here, Fable Fortune. So they do not have a huh. good long-term plan for their games, apparently. Yeah. Get in, get out. I don't know. It, it, it does surprise me that the game is only lasting you know, a year and a half. Um, but I, I think yeah. that they just weren't, they're probably not making that much money because it's really stupid to even buy, you know, pay money for this stuff unless you're going to spend a lot. Um, and I think Clash Royale, the little bit I played of it, uh, it's more Clash of Clans. I mean, they did pretty good about, you know, you spend a little bit here, you, you feel like you, um, you feel like you got your money's worth where this one, it's just like a total, you know, gamble if you're going to get a trash loot box or, or what, you know? So is it yeah. too late to do our gears pop round table of strategies? Like, <laughs> you know Crap, what? I'm coming back to the game. You can just t- <laughs> let, let me know. I'm, I'm open to hear it. Oh, okay. I forgot yeah, but, that we said that we wanted yeah. to do that. <laughs> said we wanted to do it and it never happened. Imagine that. <laughs> that doesn't sound like us. No. <laughs> yeah. Michelle and Chad is saying, uh, what was fun was the clan working together and figuring out the metas at the beginning. Yeah, I feel like it was really fun in the beginning and getting uh, clan members together. There was achievement for getting uh, 20 different people to play Horde with, right? And stuff like that was fun. Yeah, the Horde modes are fun. That's like it's a, it's a fun game. It's really good. I actually prefer that over uh, Clash Royale. So what what can be done about this? Because obviously you can't get the completion. Um, delete the app. There, someone could just, just talk to the developer. There's just the disregarding. <laughs> there is changing achievement on. list. Let's bring it on. But there's one thing that I kind of want to see, and Marvel Heroes and Mega Players will know what I'm talking about. When that game went down, I already mentioned that they refunded everything, but they made all of their microtransactions like one crystal or whatever the currency was in the game. Now, if they did that with Gears Pop, I think that that would be enough. Like, well... They should make instant um, loot boxes where you don't have to wait. And they should make all their transactions that they can keep their store, but make them like one crystal, you know, and then give everybody like a thousand and and see what happens. You know, not even changing achievements, descriptions or requirements as is. Let your let the people just have fun for the next six months with what you already have it. You don't have to balance the game. You can just give everybody the keys to the kingdom and see what happens what they should do is as soon as you hit gold the game self-destructs it disappears off your phone and then the next person can get gold and that's 
That's just the I best thing be, they could do. I would love that. That sounds like yeah. a great idea for me. Everybody in the pool. Yeah, I mean, at this point, your game's dead. It's it's dying. Just let everyone have level twenty. Or well, whatever. I mean, yeah, they, they're they cannot make they cannot make a single dime going here on out. Yeah, because you can't buy anything. They they disable the store. So why not give it yeah. give it away? Like Ohio brought it up when I said uh, now, Marvel Heroes Omega. They actually gave you the crystals to buy the free microtransactions. You know, they they should do that here. Now wait a minute. We're going to get into this. I think, but. The people that yes. did it ahead of time probably wouldn't be too happy about that. Well, we'll give them an asterisk. So this is different, though. This is a games. Is so, it? This is a games this as a service. Is. They are going offline where you cannot play it any longer. You cannot get the achievements any longer. Yeah, uh, it's a little different. And I'm not. I'm not saying change requirements of the achievements. So like, I'm saying change so, the way the game is. You know. So like when an EA game goes off after four years and you have to win a hundred games, should they give everyone that one? I don't. I don't I mean, see that as the same, to be honest. No, I. Okay, so. I mean, these requirements are course Elle, extreme. To what L is saying, yes, but to also play devil's advocate, there, when you buy Madden 15, you know you have 18 months to complete the online yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I never would have guessed that Gears Poppy going out this fast. I never would have thought that this would be a. 18 month game i would have thought for sure it's like oh yeah you know five years down the road we would be having gears six and seven characters in this game and i would no no one would have thought that gears pop would have uh been closing up shop this soon especially because it's gears of war which is a big franchise and it's funko pop which is also a big franchise so i see your point like yeah it would be nice and yeah, yeah, it would be nice if like EA would with their like sports franchises or whatever would change the requirements so you can get the online stuff easier. But at the same time, it is a little different because you know, like I said, you know it's going to be done with soon. So like I'm looking at the store now; they have daily deals that you can only buy once, and they change every day. Uh, so I mean, that's not guaranteed to get any pin the max level and then they have the gear packs which you could buy if they just gave everybody like a set amount of crystals and just said there you go have fun that's all i'm saying and then if they could make loot boxes instant uh unlocks instead of waiting 24 hours they really should be instant what's what's the you know what is the harm yeah let it be the wild bus who cares marvel heroes omega like it was a good game before but doing that was like a, a class act and I, we boosted that uh, with a lot of people, and it was fun. People loved that. So, I mean, why go out on a bad note? The only thing bad about Marvel Heroes Omega, besides it going down, was that it, it was kind of like a, when's it going down? It, it, we kind of didn't know. Yeah, or like, for, like I'm looking at the gear packs now. Like, the, you have the big chest in this. Now it's a robot thingy. I don't know what it is. Like, it's 2,500 crystals. Why not just make that? 25 crystals or one or one just yeah it's just i don't know i don't get and like that's the other thing like even though i wasn't playing it actively like i would do a uh, i would do a game you know once or twice a week most but i would still log in daily to get the free gift 
because I always assumed, you know, hey, I'm going to get back into this game eventually. I really liked it. I just don't want to play it right now. I don't know. I can see your point, L, about, yeah, some people did it legitimately. It, I don't know. I just, it's a, it's, a, maybe I'm being a hypocrite, but it seems slightly different because it's games as a service. You're not going to be able to play it anymore. And they can keep the same requirements if they just made the game less miserable. I mean, they yeah, already the kind of broke that too by giving everybody, you know, 1% of the population RAM or whatever. <laughs> like, those guys can yeah. walk into gold. Yeah, anything uh, that requires RNG is, yeah. is you know, it, it, it's a different it's a different side of the line. Yeah. Michelle made a good point. It's also more difficult to get crystals now because there's no more daily challenges. Oh, did they take those out with the... Uh, that's, what, that's what she said. I actually update. just collected one and it was just coins that I got. Yeah, so like I'm sitting on 1,700 crystals right now. I'm not spending them because I'm kind of hoping that they do ch- they do do the crystal thing. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, go Marvel no, Heroes Omega, give everybody a thousand, make it 25 each, and you know spend wisely. Yeah, just to be clear, they do have the daily challenges. It's just that they don't give crystals; it's only coins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, gears pop going down. Rip that sucks. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Um, well, speaking of the easy list and altering lists, you know, Corey, why don't you take the lead on this next one? You know, the actual topic of the show of achievement lists getting altered and easy. All right. So if you were in for the pre-show, we, uh, we talked about how discord was popping all day. Well, it wasn't only discord. It wasn't only our discord. It's also true achievements. And it was also Twitter. Um, we're not going to talk about, you know, how or anything, but basically what happened was an achievement list was modified to uh, make the game. Which one? Easy. Uh, the game we're talking about is Cold Silence. It's so a Vayner. Cold Silence is a uh, is a Metroidvania game. And this morning when, you know, we woke up, there were three completions on it. The game has been out almost a year, right? Um, I, I, I've bought it months ago because it was a Vayner. Uh, it's only a $5 game anyways, but it is published by Extillion. And if you've heard that name recently, we've talked about it. They have also published Castle of No Escape 1 and 2. Um, Mushroom Quest uh, Pixel Gladiator is another one we've talked about. They've also done Aboriginous if you've played that. Uh, if you catch in my drift here, these are all super easy games. Uh, I'm talking less than a, a you know, less than you know 1100 ta so they are easy games that they are publishing some of those have only recently been converted into easy games uh, pixel gladiator being uh the most recent until today um until cold silence came out and so what happened was they did not introduce any cheats into the game they did not change the gameplay they changed the cold silence list the entire list. So this game that's been out almost a year had its entire list um, changed. And now I don't have a complete before and after, but uh, Waka, who he might have some words on this in the coming weeks. I'm not sure. I'll leave that up to him. He actually has played this game for the most part uh, and actually did most of it. He he completed it today post change, but that might have been just uh, some title update stuff that was zero um no no, there was one that he didn't do uh at at least one 
Uh, so he, but he did most of it is the point. Yeah, in any case, it was a hard, it was a hard uh, list. And I think one of the achievements was like doing like the whole game with no damage or something like that. Uh, the achievement list as it stands today is you do not even have to reach the first boss. And I'm not going to go into how the list got changed because that is a totally different subject. I'm just going to talk about, I want to ask you guys about changing lists. Now we have lists that come out, games that come out that are easy. Um, we have games that have cheats implemented into them after the fact to make them easy. And we have exploits, glitches, console commands that have been there, but are just found after the fact that make them easy. Uh, not all the time do we get a complete list change that, in my opinion, changes the whole experience of the game. Um, and in this case, I think that it should not have been done. Uh, and that's coming from somebody who plays and follows the Metroidvania genre on TA. And now I have an easy completion uh, that I can get and add, you know, boost myself up that leaderboard in what way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that that is not the way to go. It does boost sales. Obviously that, that happens. Um, I've kind of been tracking this a little bit. Uh, not a lot of starters have happened today, but I, I do imagine that the news will get out and sure it, it will go, you know, the dev is going to get some sales, but changing a whole list after the fact and this is after like we already had completions on it so it's not like they were unobtainable or broken they were just hard achievements changing the list after fact is not a good thing and i just want to see you know we can discuss it and see if you guys agree and what you think about that well so when it comes to this particular game I can't necessarily I ha- can't necessarily say I have a real strong opinion one way or the other because I have ne- I've never played it. Um, I'm gonna talk about like another game called Pixel Gladiator. Now, if you listen for a while, you know that I've played that game. I've talked about it before, and I love the game. It's super good game. Highly recommend it. Not just for the easy achievement list. I um I was playing this game for a while. And I got all but two of the achievements. And the last two achievements was basically to be able to do Arena 2 and Arena 3. If you know the game, then you know what I'm talking about. I just didn't have the skill. I couldn't get it. It was, it was a problem. Um, They wound up changing the achievement. Um, They wound up ch- changing the requirements to ch- achievement. And basically, instead of having to actually, you know, get to a certain extent in, into it because it's a tower defense game. Instead of having to you know, survive X amount of waves, all you had to do was just start the game up. Um, for someone like myself who is going, f- who likes to have like the strategy or tower defense leaderboards, it was kind of nice because f- with that, it was just like an extra 200 gamer score like that. And also, you know, it's now one more completion that I have. But at the same time, this, in my opinion, kind of lessens 
the value that like we perceive achievements to have because and this is kind of like what like Rattleika has been doing for a long time where gamer score just isn't necessarily like what it was back in you know 2012 2013 you know early days when you know stallion first hit a million and shortly thereafter because there just wasn't this overabundance of easy games like the the pool of just easy games and just being able to rack up gamer score real quick and real easy it's just it's just there um yeah as far as like this one actually changing the list I don't know I could see if it was like an online game like you know like we were just talking about Gears Pop being a little bit different but as far and you know being able to unlock the online achievements but as far as like a single player game that has no online and really theoretically you could get the achievements anytime I don't know if I if I like that quite as much there is another piece to it um and i, I kind of didn't want to go into it but it just when you were discussing it and talking your thoughts it kind of came up to me and it does make a difference a little bit um games are changed you know it, it happens occasionally and, and we hear about it sea of thieves uh it was mentioned in chat um by jay black uh yes. sea of thieves had some big achievement changes and the, that that was a very grindy game and it's still a grindy game but less so now right um yeah that happened with killer instinct 2 those were changed Uh, killer instinct 2 you you might l you probably know more about that than i do anything you want to say about that yeah i don't remember specifics but i remember a huge number was like went a lot lower yeah so those were done uh seemingly so just because you know maybe there was some community outreach or something like that I, i don't know um but a game coming in is easy, like The Language of Love, one of the most recent Rattalikas games, three minutes. You know what you're getting when you start the game. Um, and, and that's how it's always going to be, unless for some reason it's changed to be harder. But that's typically not the case. With something that gets changed retroactively uh, to be easier, that's kind of like a punch in the face to the people who who did complete it. Um but what's different about this case is that we have, it's kind of a harsh word, but we have evidence that the developer, he, he did not have any inclination to change the list. Now, English is not his first language, so it, it's seeming to be like he's kind of now saying that he's talked to friendly developers and, and he didn't know how Xbox worked versus like Steam achievements. That doesn't really change my mind in in any case uh, it, it's it's all the same you right um but it was recorded like 2 weeks ago he was like no we're not doing it and there is seemingly been put pressure on the developer to make these changes that is where i think the the line is is drawn and it's it's really unfortunate to the people who put time and effort into the game uh obviously that that does happen with console commands and stuff like that um and you lose that ta you lose that you know one of your best 10 games or something uh it kind of gets moved off of there but the the part that i I don't get is when a developer seems to be so you know he's he's not willing to do it and if i were to be banking a game i mean i would want you to 
complete the game, you know, play the game at least. And doing a, an extreme change, like where you don't even have to face the first boss, like you're clearly, I mean, it's clearly being done for money reasons and you're not experiencing the game. Now, I don't go in all the rats to know that I'm experiencing the whole game. But again, I'm not sold that way. This was a game that I was, I bought, paid money for to know I was going to play through and experience, which I still can. And I plan to, uh, despite maybe having all the achievements a half hour in, uh, no, I, I will. And I'm going to post about it. I promise you, cause it is a Vayner. So, um, and I've already bought it. Uh, I just, I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way in this case when the, it was, it was not out of nowhere and it was orchestrated in this manner. I don't know. I'm all for easy games being easy, but why do you got to make them easier? after the fact yeah and like i can't necessarily blame the publisher and or developer for doing this to a point because i mean let's be honest they probably don't care about achievements the vast majority of publisher and developers probably don't care about achievements. They probably just add these things in there because Microsoft tells them to or PlayStation tells them to add trigger fees. So when you have someone like, uh, I don't even know how to say this publisher name, um, <laughs> you know, they're obviously very small. They're very, they're very, <laughs> excuse me, they're an indie dev. If you were to come up to them and say, hey, you can get several hundred, maybe even a thousand more sales just by making the achievement list easier. You know, someone who just doesn't have the resources, they go, wow, really? Sure. Okay. And they go through and change it all because they know there's plenty of communities like ours that will do that. So as far as like the publisher and dev side, you know, I don't blame them for doing it. They're not necessarily wrong for doing it when it comes because, you know, they are a business. They need to make money. The only problem is is by doing it like this is you are, there is going to be a large portion of people that actually buy the game that don't even play your game. (laughs) Like, I mean, we're all kind of guilty of this. Give a little sense of pride in yourself. Um, And, you know, I've played my fair share of easy games. I've jumped on the Subnautica train and the don't starve train and surviving mars i don't know i surviving mars mo- arc most of the rat most rattle like games we don't play to completion we play to first baby second boss and then it's just like oh we're done we got the, we got our thousand we're out yeah but at least you're or in the I mean, case of a visual novel we don't even do the visual novel the only thing i'm visualizing <laughs> is what what uh answer do i say next to get it over with Right, but then again, you know what you're getting into uh, when you when you walk into it, and some of those other things like the console commands are found; they're not added in to make it easier. I don't know; those those are a little bit more tricky lines. Like I kind of feel bad now, uh, more so than I did when I, st- you know, did starving uh, Mars, whatever surviving, surviving Mars. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. This one just is a little different, and and that's coming from somebody who already owns the game and. It's in a genre that I follow and like. Now you care about it. Now it's personal. Maybe, but it it, it can only benefit me, right? So I don't know. 
I'm coming at it from hopefully a uh, an earnest uh, perspective. I don't, I don't know. Kush has been quiet. Do you have any thoughts, Kush? Yeah, it can only benefit your score. It's not going to benefit your enjoyment of the game because now you're not going to want to keep playing the game. You're going to get your 1,000, and then you're going to say, oh, man, this game is actually kind of hard. It's kind of a challenge. Uh, nope. I'm moving on. <laughs> it's it's just going to happen. I, I know it's going to happen. I promise you, I will beat that first boss <laughs> at least, and I will show you. Uh, I'm going to try to beat the I have a question. <laughs> well, I want to see your achievement for beating the second boss, though, Corey. Yeah, yeah Al? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what if... Um, I'm not familiar with the achievement list as it was before, but I think I saw someone say you have to beat it on hard without dying or something like that. What if they just changed that to beat the game on hard? Like... That still undermine the people that did do it legit, or is at least you know at least you're playing through the whole game, like a middle ground type of thing. Not even See, getting to the first boss in a vein or just just dumb. I so, mean, just to troll, just to troll us achievement hunters, they should totally do that. They should make, <laughs> you know, the first ninety percent of them, you know, give me you know baby gamer uh, points, and then make the true. Uh, people that playing the game for the fun of the game and for the purpose of the game, you know, make a really hard one. I, somebody has mentioned it before. I would actually kind of love it if they gave a title update to rats, hundred gamer score, thousand gamer score, whatever it is, and make it actually, you know, a normal game's words of difficulty. Oh, that'd be cool. And so it takes away all your completions yeah. for rats and, and makes you work for them a little bit. That would be cool. Hey, Rat, I like to do that. That's a good idea. Like the Midnight Deluxe uh, was fun, but once you fin- finished it, it was like, eh. but see, like that, that one, one, like you did your fifty levels and you were out. Like I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Like there's no story to it or anything there's like only that. Like sixty or seventy levels. Well, I mean, and there's new gameplay elements. The farther you get into the Midnight games, I really do mm-hmm. enjoy that series. But yeah, once I hit my uh, my thousand gamer mm-hmm. score, I was like, oh, this game's starting to get a little bit hard. Uh, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> I think the other um the other part of this is it's starting achievements are starting to get to this point where it's just like all right maybe they're just going a little bit too, maybe developers are going a little bit too far now like it was one thing that you know if you can't had an easy uh, easier game that had an easier list but you know you had to play the full game to play and get your 1000 you know it's no big deal um, and then you know, Radalika came out. It's like every single game, super easy thousand. Almost all of them are like under two hour completions. So, and then it's just like, all right, now you're starting to dev- you're really starting to devalue gamer score. You're starting to devalue the hobby in in a in a way. And now we have one step. We have one step more. Where it's like now, developer uh, a developer is retroactively going through all of the past games and making it to where you do nothing. You you really don't even play the game to get these to get the, all the achievements. Like at least for Friday, like you know, you had to play forty eight levels of Gravity Duck in order to get it. So you played right. you played a decent amount of the game. Now it's like like you guys say, yo, you don't even fight the first boss and you have the completion. That's well, kind of crazy. You're asking what our take on on it was. I think it's bad. I think it's not good. I, I don't think that 
<clears throat> developers should be changing achievements that are out there. And I get it. It's a small developer. It's a small publisher. And this, the amount of sales that they'll get by doing this, unfortunately, is going to ramp up. <laughs> like They're going to see a noticeable bump because of the size of the developer, the size of the publisher, from just from the achievement uh, community. People are going to buy it. Just you know, They're just going to do it. It's five bucks. Oh, yeah. The other problem now is you have a game like Nexoria, Dungeon Rogue Heroes, that was a thousand when it came out. They updated it. It's now worth 2,000 gamer score. And it and came out. Yeah. It came out October 14th. This is yeah. new. And it's already worth 2,000 gamer score. So Dang. you've got your East Asia Soft. You've got your Rattleica. You've got all these people already devaluing a gamer score like crazy. And now you've got the people changing lists to make their games sell faster and make the games, you know, yeah. And we, we've faster. seen comments saying yeah. that this a thousand gamer score update is going to, you know, this is going to come more often, uh, yeah. probably from these smaller people uh, that are doing this easy thing. And we've already seen the devaluing of gamer score. That's why we have true achievements, right? <laughs> we yes. are now starting to see the devalue of true achievements. Yeah. Games like Cold Silence now that are were worth, you know, thirty five hundred TA are gonna go down to fourteen hundred. That's yeah. a really good point. That's a that's a fair argument. Yeah, so I don't like it. I, I especially don't like a developer changing achievements for this reason. I do like developers changing achievements uh for good reasons. Like um, you know, a server goes down and we can no longer upload our profile pic or our map. Okay. So they change it to be, you know, play play five multiplayer or you know, pretend to play five multiplayer maps. I don't know, turn in a second controller, turn it on. That sort of thing to like, okay, right. I can't do it anymore. That's cool. Like recently disintegration, right? Brand new game. Multiplayer was not taking off. There are a couple multiplayer achievements, and the developer said, you know what? we're killing the multiplayer so that we can focus on the game and we're going to change those very few multiplayer achievements to make them gettable some other way. Now they said they're going to do it. They haven't quite done it yet, but um, that's a good change. Like, you know, Ubisoft's um, child of light. They have a couple achievements that they probably should change because they got rid of some online server and you, instead you have yep. to like just kill the the router to make it think that it connected. Uh, that's a good change. This change uh, to make it easy is a bad change. I totally get why they did it. I don't think it should be allowed. Like there should be someone at Microsoft that says, oh, oh, you're changing, you're changing an achievement. Okay. Why? Okay. Yes. We allow that. Oh, you're changing every single achievement in the game. Why? <laughs> no, we're not going to allow that. You know, that you, there you should, should only be. be changing unobtainables. Yes. And or stupid uh, or discontinued if you can, and mm -hmm. then and then yeah, grinds. I I think even that is different. Like maybe lower the grinds if if nobody's unlocked it. Once people start yeah. unlocking it, it kind of gets into that thing. Like okay, now you're devaluing their work, their achievement, right? Pirate. Legend. I mean, you're a developer. You set up an achievement. You said, oh yeah, the people are totally gonna play this to get a thousand. That's totally expect. You know, that's reasonable because I have a script here that does it for me. But then when it comes to real time and, and real life playing, like, oh, no, that's actually three years of your life. Okay, yeah. Or, oh, we accidentally hit a comma and added a zero. That's a change that you should be allowed to make. You know? <laughs> like you it's like our milestones. To, yes. You should be able to make that change. And that's something where Microsoft would be like, yeah, yeah, that was kind of silly. Like, who wants to play Star Balls for you know, three months? 
like yeah i did it i did you, it all in one yeah. <laughs> nephew yes yeah that's didn't um the sea of thieves once it changed their requirements like honor the guy that did it legit in the game somehow or something? yeah i think there was one guy that unlocked it prior to the achievement uh change and what did he get? I think I he, say he got like something. a new skin or he became an NPC in the game or something like that. Yeah. I'm yeah. uh, drawing a blank. That was cool. But yeah. But anyway. But yeah, like that, that's cool to reward the people who they go out of their way to play your stupid game for a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. So I'm going to say that I don't really like this practice either. Uh, however, in looking at the TA thread on the subject, there are a lot of people saying, well, I didn't have this game before, and now I'm buying it. So, yeah, to, yeah. to your point earlier, yeah. I see why they did it. Absolutely. Yes. So, but then there's th- there was only three people that had it completed in a year, and they were starting to make uh, guides for it and, and craft guides and work their way through it, and they had fun doing that, and now that's all wasted time for them. Yeah. That's, that's- what sucks. When I when I look at the achieve at the game itself, look at the achievement achievement list, I am very much in the same camp with that as I am with like Radalike and East Asia software. I don't like it. You're devaluing the gamer score. Like I know some people listening might get offended by this, but earning a million gamer score now is not what it was. Like it's more now of a time get dedication. It's just like wow, you're really dedicated to the hobby. You know good job but at the same time in all honesty if we if you really tried like if you got someone that was a machine like a redemption who started a new tag and with all of his games he could probably hit a half a million a year like <laughs> it, it's gotten um, quite easy that's true and uh if, if you know him he was uh banned on t8 and he made a new tag and he got 1.1 million and it hasn't even been a year yet i'm pretty sure Wait, or are you for real? <laughs> I, I'm serious. Metal for Gods um, is uh, oh, sorry, that's TA. He's at eight hundred thousand, but he joined the site in April of this year, and I'm pretty well, sure he's that's got about eight hundred thousand gamer score already. And that that makes sense because I think it was near end of G test time when uh, all this kind of went down, and so yeah. I mean, he, he's not doing it the legit way, most likely. Uh, so that's why he got banned in the first place. But yeah, gamer score means a lot less now. Yeah. But, and like I said, on the reverse side, there are some good things that, that come out of this. Like, it's good for the devs because they're going to earn, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars like that because of achievement hunters. Excuse me, and our addiction to this hobby, but then also like someone like myself, it's like, hey, I can now ease climb the leaderboards a little bit easier, or contests. Contests are a lot easier to get get achievements, especially you know, not necessarily G. It's not necessarily good for G tasks because there's gonna be like no TA, uh, TAD, and the decay that anybody that played this game prior is about to suffer huge from it from decay, but. If you have like uh, just the like twelve days of Christmas, you know, here's a whole bunch of achievements that you can get real easy now. Right. I mean, to kind of wrap it up, Alex pretty much just said it uh, in a good way here. It's it's hard to blame 
the dev and the publishers for wanting to do it. They're going to be making money. It just kind of sucks for the people who did play it and that the, the, the game is not going to be experienced in, in any way, really, that's meaningful. Yeah. But it is what it is, and you can only fight it by not supporting it. But I wonder how many people are actually going to do that. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of hard because like, I haven't started it, but I've owned it for months. And uh, I, th- I think what I'm definitely going to do is going to play it. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try to, I'm going to play through it at least until it gets too hard for me. Uh, I'll probably have all the gamer score by then, but it will definitely be past that point. And I'll also do it outside of GTAS because I'm, even though it's already going to screw everybody else over that have done it. Sorry, Waka and Inferno. Uh, I won't contribute to that. All right, well, let's continue on. Uh, Corey, why don't you hit that Twitch giveaway now? Okay, uh, here we go. This is, uh, if you remember, if you do catch us live, remember, first Tuesday of every month, we're going to do all of our giveaways, and we do have a fresh uh, live giveaway for Twitch viewers. And let me just take out L, because it says he's eligible. Uh, ah, big eligible. Yeah, and here we go. Why would you take me out? And the right, I'll take a potty break. Did it say it in chat? It did. Mental Knight has won the giveaway. Oh, so, congrats, uh, congrats, Mental! And uh, thanks, people, for tuning in. Um, don't go away. We still that. have more show. Yep, and uh, awesome content. All right, All right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mental Knight has five seconds to. Oh, damn! <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> uh, All right, he. Oh, he wants me re-roll? to re-roll. If you he really want me to re-roll mental, re-roll. say it one he more time. He won last month, right? That's up to him. If though. you really want me to re-roll, say it one more time. Mental, let us know it's you and not someone hacking your account, too. Yeah. Right? Dang. Yes, I just want... Okay, I'm going to re-roll this. Oh, uh, he's he, a nice this, guy. This is the kind of Aww. people we have. I love everything Elle has ever said about him. New winner is what the fuck? He will not tell me to re-roll. Congrats. What the fuck? Way to go. Congrats, Fug. So nice. We'll contact you later. All right. Well, with that, let's go to Mental Night Wins a copy of Cold Silence. Oh. Corey, what do you got to recommend this week? All right. uh, The the Vayner talk never stops. uh, And so I got two price alerts this week, and that would be Axiom Verge. Uh, Axiom Verge is a Vayner and it is on sale for $10 as half off. Uh, the other one that went on sale this week that I don't have is called Cryo Gear. Uh, and this one's not very much off, only five bucks. Uh, well, maybe six, $18 to $12.05. Um, I will, five? That's weird. I don't know, it's, a, it's a weird price. Um, but it only has 35 people who have started the game. So I'm thinking like oh, wow. that is enough to, uh, kind of, kind of persuade me to get it just because it's kind of that rare game. Thirty-five starters, six completions. So it doesn't even seem that bad. Oh, it just fell into my shopping cart. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, how about you? What game did you buy, Austin? What you got? Um. Well, if you hate yourself, you can buy. Where the bees make honey. Um, <laughs> Someone had to recommend it. Now, honestly, 
for 99 cents and it's worth, so cheap it's worth uh 1200 <clears throat> gamer score i would say now's the time to get it my main issue was the with the game is that you had to beat it twice i think you can maybe save scum it but it's not a long game i don't know i never played it you guys just you guys all oh it's really good it. dude no, no, no. I've been on this podcast enough. <laughs> you all talked me out of it. Uh, there's a few Radalika games that are uh, a normal price now. Well, instead of $10, I think they're $5. Uh, Thy Sword, uh, Guard Duty, and Corey's favorite, Ganbear, are all $5. It's not Ganbear. It's Ganbarar. You just want to <laughs> say it again. You know. Well, what would a pirate call it? <laughs> Ganbarar. Oh, man. I still have to play Guard Duty. You don't have playing, to. I'm you playing, don't have to. I love it. Playing it legit, son. Speaking of legit, uh, we were here. We were here, too, and we were here together, are all on sale. Uh, we were here was a Games with Gold, but if you happen to miss that one, it's $349. We were here, too, is $499. And we were here together is $649. If you buy them all individually, that's $15 for all three. If you buy the three-pack, it's $23. Don't what do a that. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Nate and they, they put all the trilogy look, in his cart. <laughs> they all look just as easy cost. as uh, the other ones. So, Except uh, the third one, it, it's only 100 more TA, but it's six to eight hours. That's quite the, uh, really? quite the difference. Mm-hmm. Good. You should all you should experience time with your friends, especially when there's cooperative achievements in a G task. But uh, more on that later. Well, you got Nate. Well, I uh, have been paid by the stick it to the man devs. Zoink! Uh, they told me to promote um, <laughs> two games this week. Flipping Zoinks. death. <laughs> Flipping death is six dollars down from twenty. It's six to eight hours. It's an action adventure game. I have not played it. Um, once again, I'm just taking their money. Uh, Zombie Vikings is you're taking their money <laughs> down from twelve dollars. It's twenty to twenty five hours, so wow, that's some value. And it is a beat 'em up. I have also not played this, but I have played Stick It to the Man, and I love the art style and I love the humor. Um, and so I would recommend these based on the strength of a game that isn't even on sale. But that's just me. And once again, I recommend Door Kickers. It's six bucks. Great fun. Uh, yeah. I have some questions about a couple real quick. Okay. Um, She Sees Red? Oh, yeah. This looks interesting. Super cheap. Like an FMV visual novel, right? Yeah, it looks like FMV. It's Play Anywhere. That's awesome. We know what else. I think I saw... It's three dollars down from ten. I think I saw Mental Knight say he bought it for full price. Way to go, Mental Knight! And another one that I don't know much about is uh, Allison's Diary Rebirth. That looks scary, right? Good. Bah. Yeah. No, like scary bad. <laughs> <laughs> that one is four dollars, but it's uh, zero to one hour, and that's also Windows Ten. If you play it on Windows Ten, it won't be as scary. I'm sure. Well, if we're just going to talk about things that are on sale, I'd also like to talk about <laughs> Eterno Blade 2. Whoa. Oh, Eterno yes. Blade 2. It's twelve forty nine, so it's not cheap. Uh, it's half price. Um, 
and that is from a series where the first game is a Vayner. This one is a hack and slash. It looks interesting. I'd maybe consider checking that out. And there's also a game that has the word unicorn in the title. So yeah, I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, you gotta look at that. I was Eternity. waiting for Corey to bring it up. Eternity, the last unicorn, is five dollars down from twenty. And um I'm kind of on the hunt to get games that have unicorn in the title so that my daughter will play them. <laughs> what what was the uh the game oh Aterno Blade. Yeah, A E T E R N O Blade. All one word, of course. Uh yeah. I I Okay. I'm following now. All right. All right. Well, yeah, don't don't be afraid of scary games, Nate. You just looked at our faces for the last couple hours and <laughs> what could be scary? I had to turn off that fourth guy. He was hideous. That moose, that moose is kind of sexy. Speaking of so which. We got some Game Pass news. <laughs> nothing's coming soon. Nothing's been added, but there are a couple of games that are leaving. We have Tracks, the train set game, the Talos Principle, Munchkin, and Darksiders 3. All are leaving Game Pass soon. So get on them. And like we were just talking about, easy gamer score. Tracks is easy. Make sure you get that one done. I got to finish that one. It's easy. Talos Principle. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say tracks is easy, but the controls are horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it was not so easy bad. for me. I couldn't. I just gave up on. Uh. <laughs> uh, and for those who might not know and who have done tracks uh, before it leaves Game Pass, there is a DLC pack. Um, good, good looks. It is only four bucks. So you might as well get it uh, because it has some good TAD. I saw a lot of people talking about the Talos principle that it looks pretty good, but I heard a 25 hour puzzle game sounds like it involves skill and not just follow a guide. So I don't know. I think I I have played that one. Um, What put me off about it is um, the puzzles are in in an open world area. So it's a little bit like portal Two, kind of, or portal. You're kind of walking around these big open areas to do stuff. And there's like hub worlds and like then little, side areas with these puzzles and the puzzles are all kind of like based around, um, you know, making sure that this thing can't shoot me and I can deflect it and I can do stuff like that. Uh, so it is kind of interesting and I can see how a guide might be helpful, but yeah, a lot of your time is going to be spent going from place to place and trying to follow a guide, unfortunately. Well, it is a $50 game. So if you want to try it out for a couple of weeks, you have that. That's $50. Dang. I think so. I didn't know it's that expensive. Well, we have some free games. It's time for games with gold. I'm trying to be excited. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's another month. It's just another whatever. Um, first game is an Xbox One game. November first to the thirtieth is Origami. Exactly, that size perfect. Uh, Amazing. That's, I think that's, that's actually that's gonna probably be a good the one. cream of the crop. Yeah, that's probably gonna be okay. The second game is Sim Sanity, which is available November sixteenth. Swim, swim Sanity. Sanity? Yeah, it's Swim Sanity. I'm just reading the script. <laughs> he reads whatever you put in front of him, folks. Yeah. Swim Sanity is the game. <laughs> I'm Kenny Ellison. Um, uh, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's available November. I'm so glad. El- I, I hate El to say it right that. now. You're going to be playing it, so you might want to learn the uh, the name. It's a shoot 'em up. Oh, okay, cool. All right, I think I'm it's happy. a party game, too. Mm. 
Thanks, Al. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that game is November 16th to December 15th. Uh, Spectrum Warrior, which is an OG Xbox title, is November 1st to the 15th. And the original LEGO Indiana Jones, which was on the 360, is November 16th to November 30th. I'll be honest, having a LEGO game honestly isn't that bad. I like... Like I said before, I don't like the games. I don't. I don't get it, the attraction. But I'm gonna have a kid soon, so in get out five of years or so, hey, we're not even I'm showing. gonna have some games for him <laughs> to play. Are you uh, having uh, empathy pains? Yeah, I'm gonna show him that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually pretty sure. I stuff. actually almost bought Origami several times, so I'm actually. You a little low-key excited for this. Uh, I don't know if I did that right, Corey. You're going to have to tell me. Um, I'm actually <laughs> excited for this origami game. Uh, and I see in chat that uh, my buddy Smitty, he's excited as well. So, Yeah, yeah, me too. Hey, so you were All on right. the origami trail? Mm-hmm. I'm going to fold it in to my playlist. Uh, I'm going right, to tell you right now that uh, there is a TA page doesn't have anything to it, but an origami 2 will likely happen at some point. Well, that's good news if you enjoy this one. Let's keep it going. Uh, Corey, give us a G-Task roundup. Okay, um, G-Task. The losers for the last period, which was period four, right? Uh, I believe. Uh, We had True Achievement and Wheezy Fuzz. They both were eliminated from the team side. Um, so sorry to see those people go from the individual side. True achievement as well got eliminated. And Jimbot UK, EOJ, uh, Freemhole, Philip Wendell, Unstoppable KD, Skeptical Mario, Neo 21, Kingsman 2625, and TA Legends Shots. They have all been um, eliminated. What a list. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this was post, um, it was post badge, post badge week. So yes, uh, these you didn't have to stay in it any longer than that. Um, and I'm trying to stall for a second while I uh, bring up the bonus stuff. Uh, so yes, so this week uh, the bonuses uh, that you can get are to end the scoring period having unlocked at least 20 achievements, flagged as cooperative. Uh, funny enough, this is in the this is the solo bonus. Um, I think it would have been cool to have this as the team bonus to kind of help you play with your team. Mm-hmm. Um, but the team bonus <laughs> is for just scoring uh, in the scoring period with a ratio under 1.5, which that can be tough, especially this this year, man. The team side is just killing me. Um, it's crazy it how like many points you need. Like all four of your teammates could be fine uh, for individual and you'll still be at the very bottom, if not under the line, it's been nuts. Um, and so, so yeah, those are the bonuses this week. And I got those by going to, um, our G test channel, which doesn't have to be there and doing the G test command. And I just want to shout out ZZ urban Spaceman. Uh, if you've not Thanks, been man. into our discord, he has made a very cool bot. If you've been in the G test channel every week, I go in and I manually update a command. That's a bonus command that tells you the bonuses, very lackluster. Uh, Urban Spaceman has implemented his own bot that 
you will tell you that when the next period starts, when the bonus cutoff is, um, as far as like days, hours, minutes to go, uh, what the elimination cutoff is as of a recent time, uh, you know, within the past, uh, 12 minutes is what it says right now. I haven't seen it much past that. Uh, it tells you what the bonuses are. It is just so cool. It has all that information in it and it updates automatically. Um, so, you know, you're always getting the freshest of information. So just shout outs to uh, ZZ Urban Space Man for that cool <laughs> toy. And the other cool toys. And the other cool toys that he does as well uh, that we don't see. I know he does stuff with Chewy uh, on help scanning his Chewy challenges stuff. His RTDL bot, you know, post uh, every hour for those new unlocks. And it's just so cool to have that stuff here. All right. Well, uh, Nate, why don't you give us the GTC roundup? And winner. Yes, yes. So October is over. Uh, That was Dark Lord Davis was our tag. Um, And I'm not going to tell you what he chose and all that stuff again, because that's old. Swear Jar was awesome. (laughs) Swear Jar was awesome. Uh, (laughs) Not too many people did that, though. There weren't that many swears. Uh, We had 24 participants. We had two people who were brave enough to play the bonus game, the Amnesia Collection. Uh, or complete it. I didn't check to see which it was. I think I just played it. Uh, and then we only had a few swears. So we've got some people that, uh, <laughs> you know, some clean mouths. Uh, and our winner. <laughs> Surprising. Uh, let me see what they did. Let me see how well they did. Yes, our winner with a bare 13. So all letters, but no bonuses, is MDP73. So Ooh, good Congratulations. Now, uh, if that sounds like fun, and it is, so you're right to think that. Uh, November, hey, in chat our us. Gamertag Challenge, pulled from our Patreon list, by the way, uh, is Cowboy Killer 360 And for the wildcard game, he has chosen uh, any new achievement or previous completion in the State of Decay series is worth one bonus point. And uh, for the bonus bonus, uh, we have decided to call it Check Yourself. Any achievement containing a CK, cowboy killer, uh, containing a CK word. So a word that has CK somewhere in the word. uh, One draw. Words must be unique and variations are allowed. So if you have kick, kicker, kicks, uh, all that fun stuff, kicking, all those would count one time only. Um, You cannot have kick twice. Okay. Yeah. So if you have any questions, uh, there is the GTC channel. Uh, go ahead and ask them there. And if you want to get uh, added, just you know, send me a message on Discord, and we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Um, uh, I wanted to say something, Kenny. I know. I was about to. I was about to say, go for it. Oh, you could throw. You just barge on in. I know. I'm getting excited. Go ahead. What you got to talk about? Uh, our beloved Wookie. <laughs> That was the worst. <laughs> it might have been worse than when Corey attempted it. It's it's weird uh, how it was Asian too. I don't know how he does that. <laughs> Hello, I am Chewbacca. Uh, Chewy CC this month he's doing point and clicks uh, for completions, so um, it's not too late to bother him and just tell him you want to be involved in this. The most point and click completions in November. And this includes Telltale Games for some reason. And a lot of other weird things that are not point and clicks like Oxenfree. But whatever TA says goes. So thank you, Chewy, for 
giving us something cool to do every month. Yes. Always good. Excuse me. Always a bunch of contests and good time going over with Chewie's Challenge Championship. Like 99% sure I got that every time. (laughs) All right. And since this is the first show of the month, that also means that we are going to be doing our Patreon drawing for the month. And we have that winner. Winner for this month's Patreon drawing is none other than Carpe Adam. Congratulations, buddy. Yay. We've been going so late so long, the other two are tired. <laughs> Only Alchemist are yay. I'm just telling Alex good night. Good night, Alex. Good night, Alex. Good night, Alex. Sweet dreams. All right. Yes. Winners, once you hear it, contact myself. I'll get you your codes for winning. And if you would like to be selected in the next Patreon drawing, you can have a chance by signing up over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash achievementhunting101. Get a bunch of good bonuses along with that. You can change your color your for your name in the Discord. You get into patron VIP chat in the Discord. And whenever we ask questions or topics for the show, we go to the patrons. They help dictate the show and how it runs. We love our patrons. All of this is possible because of them. But with that, let's take it to the final section, which is hashtag bracket. Take it away, Okay, Corey. here we go. Completions. The Joe Dean has completed 150 games. Ooh. Northern Last has completed 350 games. And Mental Knight just hit 550 games. Nice. For completion percentage, uh, Dark Lord Dino Bull Davis has reached a new percentage. uh, Completion percentage of 35%. Mental Knight hit 46%. Death Dealers hit 49%. And just squeezed out a win over me in our competition. Um, <laughs> Matt Cam, Matt Cam hit fifty four percent. Philip Wendell sixty six percent. Mark B at sixty seven percent, and Triple Triad at sixty nine percent completion percentage. Yeah. Nice. Boy, 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 boy. I think we had no ratios last week, but this week we've come roaring back with two. They did better. Uh, MDP seventy three with a ratio of one point six, and Saban Rothschild with a TA ratio of two point five. Now for what everyone's been waiting for. The 10-day streakers. We have ZZ Urban Spaceman, Mark B, Reset 42, Dunkos. And then with the real achievement win streaks, we have Legohead1977 with 25 days, Mr. P-Tart with 25 days, Doughboy with 32 days, Hat90 with 50 days, Triple Triad777 is currently working to 777, but he's only on 50. Ben L72 <laughs> is currently on a 200-day achievement win streak. Enigma Gamer 77 is on a 700 day achievement win streak. And X Neo X, no, it's not that. It's Neo 21 is currently on an 850 day achievement win streak. Good job, guys. Also, to throw it out there, Doughboy's 32 a day achievement streak is his personal best. Oh, good job, Doughboy. 32 days. All right. And in achievements one, High Road for two, 14,500 achievements one. MDP, this guy 
we mentioned a lot. 19,000 achievements won. Mental Knight, 25,500. And X to Hero, 28,500 achievements won. Lots of bleep bloops. All right. In gamer score, Reset42 has reached 200,000. Chesno on Ice has reached 250,000. And Oz Buffy Buff reached 500,000. Uh, sorry, we missed this one a couple weeks back. Carpe Adam has reached a milestone of 300,000 TA score. Dark Lord David's a 400,000 TA score. And Sabin Rothschild, 600,000 TA score. In the leaderboards, I need to go beep beep is now in the top 50,000 of the TA leaderboard. Hatton 90 is in the top 2,000 of the England TA leaderboard for football. Soccer Alex RD is now in the top 20,000 of the TA difference leaderboard for role-playing games. Hat 90 is now in the top 1,000 of the England TA leaderboard for baseball. Chesno was in the top 2,000 of the games played leaderboard. Wow. And the Alpha Seagull is in the top 50 of the New York represent TA leaderboard for visual novels. Oh, don't represent us with that, but okay. <laughs> Good enough. Doughboy's in chat with, with us, and he wants to let us know that that streak is still going. Let's see if he hits that 50. Oh, right. Well, mm -hmm. with that, that is the end of the show. We've been going quite long now. We appreciate you all for ch tuning in with us in Twitch chat, chatting along for the show. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> there was a question mark on it. I didn't know if the okay, you know what? Fine. I Corey. Did, uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, fine. Do it. Go for it. Corey, talk about it. Take it away, Edo boy. Don't worry, I can't hear you. Turn your mic up. <laughs> uh, we uh, we want to plug Extra Life. Uh, we do have a, uh, a team going, and Extra Life Day is this coming Saturday, so get on it if you're hearing this. November 7th, uh, there will be a stream going 24 hours. Um, I don't know the exact start time, but wake up, turn on our stream, and uh, you know keep it going all day. We'll have a variety of people coming in and out, playing games all day long. And, uh, yeah, it should be a fun time. And uh, make sure to donate and watch for the kids. If you can't donate, we love if you could just lurk and uh, and share out uh, the stream. That'd be great. As of right now, I believe I will be kicking it off at midnight with something. Oh, you're Maybe. going midnight. Right when the clock rolls over, huh? I'm pretty sure that's when I will be going live. I think he's doing a 100-hour Star Balls stream. That sounds they're, awful. They're... Not just because <laughs> I have to play Star Balls for 100 hours, but I don't think anybody wants to watch me play Star Balls for 100 hours. Oh, oh why don't you play with your balls for 100 hours? And that's now that's the outro. All right. <laughs> Come on, man. For the kids. We're in the for the kids section of the show. Oh, sorry, kids. Um, testicles is what I meant to say. Oh boy. That doesn't help that doesn't help Epstein. <laughs> oh, I mean um uh baseballs. All right, yes. Baseballs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get 
like yeah let me try that again (laughs) please (laughs) if you are listening to this audio version then sorry (laughs) (laughs) you've wasted your life i'm sorry ouch dang all right you should have came over to the twitch you should have been joined you should have joined in with us you can do so over at twitch.com slash ah101 if you want to get in contact with us you can send us a twitter tweet at achievements 101 We've talked about Discord. We talked about super secret patron VIP channel. Discord.io slash AH101. And once again, if you can support us, patreon.com slash achievementhunting101. We would greatly appreciate it. Now, if you're don't don't turn this off if you're listening. And if you're in Twitch chat, yes, Ahizo, there will be extra content going on at the end of the show. So Keep listening for the other segments. And with that, class is dismissed. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Adios, Roscompoyo. Hello, everyone. Matriarch here with a review for the Achievement Hunting 101 podcast. Today, we're going to be taking a look at Double Pug Switch. Developed by A Priori Digital and published by the Polygon Loft, Double Pug Switch was released onto Xbox on October 22nd, 2020. Now, I know full well that you're all established citizens of the internet, so I'm going to go ahead and assume that you've seen those memes that prove that cats are... Well, cats are just generally kind of awful. You know what I mean. Picture a scene where there's a mug sitting innocently on a countertop, and into the frame walks, well, a cat. It doesn't take much to know that before the scene is over, that with a gentle thwip of his or her paw, that piece of dishware is going to wind up shattered into a million pieces on the floor. So now that you have that imagery in your head, just replace that favorite mug with a collection of test tubes and you have the premise for Double Pug Switch. While working in her laboratory, the professor's cat, Whiskers, maliciously knocks a collection of test tubes onto the floor, causing a wormhole of some sort to open. Into that wormhole flies not only Whiskers, who definitely deserves it, but also Otis, the professor's beloved pug. Once the dust settles, the professor realizes that Oh no, I've somehow ripped a vortex into time and space and both of my beloved pets wound up on the other side and and my cat is kind of evil and and my dog has to stop my cat from doing evil things. This is where you step in. You take control of Otis in what the publisher itself labels a tough side-scrolling platformer. Essentially, Double Pug Switch is a runner game. In case you're not familiar with what a runner is, these are typically games that are fashioned in a one-button style of gameplay that move continuously from left to right. Your job as the player is simply to press the one button and jump over obstacles. Some of the paragons of the genre, such as the aptly named Runner, will include other elements, such as ducking or floating, but the key gameplay element remains the same. As the professor's faithful hound in Double Pug Switch, you have to jump over spikes, avoid pits, and jump up onto higher ledges, all while collecting regular coins and purple coins. The reason the game is called Double Pug Switch is because you find out early on that your pug can switch to his alternate dimension self. This is just Double Pug Switch's clever way of explaining a polarity mechanic, and if you've ever played a game like Ikaruga, you know exactly what this is. Sometimes, your pug is orange, and when that's the case, you can walk on orange surfaces and duck through blue spikes. If you flip the polarity by pressing B, that polarity reverses, and now you can step on blue platforms while avoiding orange hazards. So does Double Pug Switch live up to itself billing as a tough side-scrolling platformer? Well, the answer in a nutshell is... kinda? 
See, Double Pug Switch is rather tough, but I also had a hard time while I was playing the game determining whether the game was tough because it was designed to be that way or because it had some issues with responsiveness. For example, there are frequent times when you'll have a sequence where you have to do something like press A to jump and then press B to switch to polarity and then A to jump and B quickly again to reverse polarity. In the best examples of this type of genre, the controls are super crisp and you can frequently chalk up mistakes in sections like these just to user error. In Double Pug Switch, however, there was a significant amount of times where I know I pressed the appropriate button in time to get the desired results, but they just didn't happen. Also, typically when playing a game like this, every failed run feels like an experience that you're learning from. And by the time you're done, you can maybe even do the earlier parts of the stage by muscle memory. I never really felt that same level of consistency of control while playing Double Pug Switch, which is a shame because the level design is good enough and the game is generally brief enough to hold your attention without wearing out its welcome. While on that topic, one thing Double Pug Switch does really well is be just that, something that doesn't wear out its welcome. The game only features five worlds, each of which contains eight levels. You only need to get through four of these worlds for achievement purposes, but we'll get back to achievements in a minute. You likely skate through the first world, as it mostly exists just to get you used to the game's mechanics, but I found that the difficulty spiked rather sharply after that, and would even say that I found the second level of the second world to be the absolute hardest in the game for me, up until a couple levels in the very final stretch. Thankfully, the vast majority of levels do contain checkpoints, so at least you can catch a breather mid-level if you need to. Because the stages are short, which is the expectation in a runner, the one or two checkpoints level go a long way toward helping you stay with the game instead of just throwing up your hands and leaving it behind after one too many frustrating deaths. So let's get back to those achievements. Double Pug Switch features a list that contains 15 achievements worth 1000 gamer score and is an example of a game that is actually made more attractive as a potential purchase through its achievement list. It would have been very easy for the developers to include impossible level achievements, like collecting every single coin in all the levels, or to go through multiple levels without losing a single life, or to do the levels without checkpoints. But thankfully, the developer opted to go with a list that didn't include any hair-pulling achievements, and instead went with one that encourages you to finish the game by having achievements that are mostly for progression. The list has six achievements that are unmissable. And of the remaining nine, you have to do things like have one perfect run, collect a thousand coins, spend those coins in the game shop. Any achievement that asks you to do X thing Y number of times is set to an incredibly fair number, as none of them will require any grinding after the campaign is done to complete. Just one word of warning before you go in, though. The coin collection achievement wants you to have those coins in hand, so collect them first and then spend them as you please. What I frequently found myself asking myself as I was playing Double Pug Switch is whether or not a game owes it to us to be accessible. What I really wanted throughout most of my gameplay was either an easier difficulty version of the stage so that I could get used to the jumps ahead before accounting for polarity switches or spikes, or an option to slow the scroll down a little bit, even if it disabled achievements, just so I could get my bearings. But is it really fair to hold that against the game when its intention is to be a tough platformer? It's absolutely okay if I'm not the audience for it, but would it hurt the developer to include things that would make me feel a little less turned off at times by the difficulty? The short answer to this is, of course, no, the developers don't owe us any of that, but those are the kinds of decisions that may cause a population of buyers to potentially skip out on a game. If Double Pug Switch were longer, the difficulty would present more of an issue, but it's not as pressing here as it would have been if the game had an extra two or three worlds, or if the fifth world, which contains stages with no checkpoints, were required for achievements. When all is said and done, Double Pug Switch is difficult, but at least for achievement purposes, it's completely doable. I don't consider myself to be exceptionally good at these kinds of games, 
but I do consider myself to be a reasonable level of stubborn, and that was good enough to get me through everything. As I was experiencing double puck switch in real time, I had to keep a tight grip on my controllers so as not to throw it due to the perceived unfairness of my many, many, many failures. But when I watched the game's final cutscene, I felt pretty confident that I could replicate getting through it if I needed to. Someone who is really good at runner games will likely get through double puck switch pretty quickly, but I think it'll take the average gamer around five to six hours. I'm awarding double puck switch three vials full of wormhole creating liquid out of five. It's Pretty fun to play, and it features some interesting level design, especially due to the polarity mechanics. Unfortunately, there's just a slight jankiness, including things like controls that aren't as responsive as they could be, and the slight hesitations that polarity switching causes that stop Double Pug Switch from getting to that next level. Still, the game is absolutely completable, and while you'll mostly be frustrated while going through it, that's completely by design, and I think when all is said and done, you'll walk away from it having had a good time. The asking price of $8.39 is fair, but it'll definitely be worth a closer look if it drops to the $5 range. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. And now we have an iTunes review. This one is coming courtesy of Officer Zero. He says, really enjoying the show. I jumped on after Z to Z ending, and I'm catching up from the beginning. Getting me excited about achievements again. Thank you for those kind words, Officer Zero. Really appreciate it. And if anybody out there also leaves us a review on your platform of choice, we might read it aloud on the show. We greatly appreciate it, and it's a great way to help spread the community. While you're at it, please also give us five stars. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Welcome back to another Chewy's Challenge Championship, where I'll be taking you through all of October's horrifyingly brilliant challenge results and sharing with you what's planned for November, including yet another community-wide themed challenge. So pass me that diamond, because I've got a window that needs cutting. We decided to embrace the spooky season with two big Halloween-themed challenges in October. First up was our Scary Games Spooktacular, where I challenged you to play games that were thematically horror, rather than just the action or survival horror games. So walking sims, point and clicks, shooters, platformers, veiners, RPGs, and more could all be counted, so long as they included sufficient horrific content. Even cutesy titles like Costume Quest were acceptable if the theme fitted. 19 community members decided to actively take part in the challenge, and a whole range of games were played, good and bad. Those who listen to mine and Volga's horror segment at the top of the month will know that we added a secret 1.666 bonus to score in our favourite games, including Dead Space 1 and 2 and the Resident Evil Silent Hill and Left 4 Dead series. But we also had a penalty that halved the score on some of the not-so-good options, including Dying Reborn, Alone in the Dark, Horror of the Deep and Dead Space 3. A lot of those easy games, including Horror of the Deep, Ailment, Dying Reborn, Without Escape, Your Toy, and back in 1995, featured heavily on people's lists, and the Five Nights at Freddy's games popped up a lot at the end when they were added to Game Pass, as did Games with Gold Edition's Slayaway Camp. But people also delved into Plague Tale Innocence, Dead Space 2, Carrion, and more. When all was said and done, and the scores were adjusted with the multipliers, 
The top five shook out as myself in fifth, naturally, Northern Lass in fourth, Railbait in third, Mental Knight in second, and quite far out in front, Whackapale in first, proving that when it comes to horror, the Europeans do it best. Seriously, go and watch the original Let the Right One In, Wreck, The Orphanage, or some of Dario Argento's best movies. Our second big community event was the Zombie Apocalypse, and if you've been following along in the CCC Discord channel, you know exactly how that turned out. Starting the month with three zombies, myself, Vulgar Latin and Jay Black, the other 81 community members in the channel had to outscore the zombie average every three days or risk joining the horde themselves. To keep survivors on their toes, we also had zombies killed off if they scored too low, and specially infected who turned up with certain powers, including a Mac Cam Boomer, a Crazy Catman Witch, a Skeptical Mario Smoker, and a Whackapale Tank. At one point, an Abomination Zombie was also created that basically combined all of the lower scoring zombies into one giant increasing mass of score. Each period saw survivor losses as they struggled to keep above the ever-increasing horde, and by the end, it came down to just two. Mental Knight and XLAX Jester, who made it out alive even when I threw a twist-ending final day of scoring at them. Overall, this was a really fun event to put together, and the response in the Discord has been great. Big thank you to Volga and J Black for helping me plan it, and ZZ Urban Spaceman for making it possible with some tracking spreadsheet wizardry. Thanks, man. Finally, our CCC champion Triple Triad took on Mental Knight to defend the title in a matchup we called Escalation. This involved daily scoring that would get a 1.5 times multiplier if they increased the gamer score from the previous day, or a score halving penalty if it decreased. Mental was deadly serious from day one putting up massive score that increased daily from the outset, also complementing his many other endeavours in Scary Games Month, Zombie Apocalypse, Leapfrog, G-Task and the Hall of Fame. Triple Triad tried to match him, but quickly realised the effort was futile, settling into normal scoring patterns within just a week. When all was said and done, Triple Triad still managed a respectable 17,809 in adjusted score, but Mental's over 150,000 gamer score, that's right, a foof and a half in a month, which he also managed to do in neat little increasing waves, gave him a ridiculous 224,462 in adjusted score, making Mental our deserving new champ, with two wins and a second place across all of the challenges this month. I'd like to take this moment to remind everyone but particularly Mental himself, that he guested on the podcast just a few weeks ago, saying how after the craziness of his King of the Red Ring performance, he was just going to step back and see how things played out this month. Yeah, so, how did that go, Mental? Moving on to November's challenges, and I have to say that the news of Double Fine finally releasing the remasters of their classic point-and-click adventures Full Throttle, Day of the Tentacle, and my personal favourite, Grim Fandango, into Game Pass, has got me all of a quiver. Because I'm personally desperate to play them, and because I run this dang thing, so whatever I say goes, I've declared that November will be point-and-click month, where scoring will come based on the number of completions that can be earned. 
I feel like that's fair, seeing as the vast majority of point and clicks are easy completions that can be done within just a handful of hours, barring a few exceptions. It seems like quite a few of you don't mind my selfishness though, as 35 community members have signed up to join me in lots of pointing and plenty of clicking. Elsewhere, the Horseman faction of Vulgar Latin, Freaky Row, Chesno and Jimbot have been causing some ructions over the last few months in the CCC. And this month, they're not too best pleased at the supposed copyright infringement that GTask team Unpronounceable Horseman of the Raw po- of the Raw Unpronounceable Horseman of the Raw Unpronounceable Horseman of the Raw of the Raw Apocalypse. The Unpronounceable Horseman of the Raw Apocalypse. That's Rockadude, Kronos, J Black, and Prue, and they've decided they want to settle the case out of court with a most gamer score in Game Pass games challenge. Chesno has also set out the criteria that this isn't just current Game Pass games, any games that have previously been in Game Pass also count. It's Dogs vs Cats as our resident Sheba Chesno and Freaky Row, the Twin Riders, are putting their tag team title on the line against the crazy Catman and his friend It's Space for a straight up most completions battle. And finally, there really is no rest for the wicked, as new CCC title holder Mental Knight has to go from his insane scoring month straight into defending his title against our Iron Man Supreme, Chin Doctor. In a challenge where gamer score is the name of the game, but with the cunning twist that only the score from the first and last achievements they earn in each game counts. So a variety of lots of different games is key here, and not necessarily huge scoring in any of them. Join us next month to see how these challenges play out and also find out what we'll be doing in the final month of 2020, as well as maybe a few teasers for what 2021 will have in store. Now I must warn you that there is in fact a three-headed monkey behind you. Greetings, Awakapale, Exploit Hunter, uh, I mean Achievement Hunter, and I have some new old news for you. The horror sensation Five Nights at Freddy's and its first sequel, Five Nights at Freddy's 2, was recently added to Game Pass along with part 3 and 4. These are tense, mechanically simple management games where failure results in a jump scare, courtesy of the Freddy animatronics. These are rather challenging games, unless you choose to use the in-game sheets, in which case they are trivial. In FNAF 1 on PC you can press C, D and plus to end a level, referred to as a knight. I've not tested this as it was easy enough on Xbox where you can press the guide button as you close a battery draining door with the B button. If you also close the second door in the same manner you will be unable to lose the knight and you just have to wait until the level ends. There are two levels you sort of have to pay attention to. During night 4 and 5 you have to open and close a specific security camera every 4 seconds or so for a missable achievement. But you barely have to look at the screen to get the completion. FNAF 2 is not as exploitable on Xbox, but on PC the CD plus combination still ends the night if you click on a certain nose then press the keyboard combination. 
make sure you do it quickly on certain nights to not miss out on some missable achievements. You might run into an issue where you can't start a custom night with a mouse and keyboard, but it works if you plug in a controller for some reason. FNAF 2 would be an extremely quick completion if it wasn't for the minigame achievement. To unlock it, you need to play 4 minigames. Well, it states 4, but I had to play 5. The problem is, the minigames are randomly triggered when losing a level. If you play the hardest difficulty on custom night, this should take you around an hour to unlock, but it is luck based and can take considerably shorter or longer. What about FNAF 3 and 4? Those are still difficult completions. They can easily be cheated by configuring a game file, but that is not allowed on TA and it is a bannable offense. Personally, I really like finding exploits and ways to unlock achievements the developer did not fully intend, but file manipulation is where I draw the line, no matter how simple it is. Have a nice day everyone!